You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to the You Up Podcast. How you doing? It's Friday. I'm in Los Angeles in my hotel room at the... I'm not going to say where, but man, I practically live here now. It's so weird to be like... I go to LA now and I stay at the same hotel every time and I just never thought I'd be a woman where when you enter a hotel they go welcome back Miss Glazer and like I know the staff it feels pretty cool it's a nice enough hotel it's it's very close to all my gigs um and I think I've done a podcast from these quarters before from this like exact seat uh I'm here joined by my best friend in the world who is also on the west coast this week uh Anya Marina welcome to the podcast I never want to not be with you it's a joy (laughs) to be here we're looking out this beautiful window it's a huge window and we're looking at construction guys right outside on a crane and there's this incredible building in LA to the left Sometimes I flash them. No, they're not. They can't see you. Your nip was out for a full 10 seconds. I didn't even acknowledge your nip. My <laughs> boobs are so hairy right now. Look at all this hair. I don't see any. Dude, look at that. Hair, hair, hair. <laughs> look at how hairy that is. You have perfect boobs. It's insane. You have zero well, stretch I looked the other day and I go, look at, look at that <laughs> hair. To- can I post this to Instagram? No. I no. don't see any hairs. You're not. What no, are you? Where, where? Dude, look. Look where? at that. That. I'm pointing with the microphone. That one. I that one. I can't see it. I can't see a hair. Okay. Mine are black. <laughs> Mine. Okay. Well, I I definitely was like, I need to give it a quick shave if I those have guys, any. Those construction workers just got over. They don't care about overtime. They've just been paid handsomely in tit picks. <laughs> they. Shots. I run into those guys down at the Starbucks every single morning, and um, they're all really cute, too. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, so we're in L.A. I want to spend every second with you, too. I'm, like, it's gay so for fun. you. It's so fun. We've been lip-syncing in cars. We did radio all week or twice in a row. It feels like it's just a blast to get up in the morning, have a little coffee with a friend. I mean, that show with bonnie oh my god it was so fun you'll hear a clip of it later on in this podcast it was just such a blast to wait i was woke up at 5 30 a.m and was like excited to bound out of bed and see my friends i know i have the best life that's why i'm so worried about this dumb roast because if i tell a joke that gets me canceled they'll take away my radio show because it's comedy central and because like they're it's comedy central radio and so i feel like they'll cancel me if they get in trouble for me saying something bad on their TV. So they'll take away my radio show and then I won't be able to hang out with my friends every morning. It's my that's the best job. <laughs> you, you sounded like a like a 9-year-old considering like the consequences of getting grounded. And then I'll lose my radio show and then I'll I lose my TV show and then I'll lose my penthouse. I couldn't sleep penthouse. last night because I was thinking what would really happen if I said a joke? So I'm I'm debating on doing a joke. I'm doing the roast tomorrow night. I'm taping it. And there's a joke in my set right now, which is so it's, you know, it's pushing the limits. It's addressing something that maybe no one else on the panel is going to address. And but the thing is, I know that it's not coming from a bad place. And it makes me think a lot about Amy Schumer's joke where she got a lot of heat because she did a joke at the roast of uh, who was that? Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen, and Steve-O was there, and the joke was, um, Steve-O, uh, I know you, and Ryan Dunn from Jackass had just died, like, the oh, p- yeah. week before, tragically, I think in a car accident, um, and he was, it, the joke was, and there is nothing wrong with this joke, listen to this joke, there is, it's saying nothing bad except what most roast jokes say, which are like, Hey, I wish you were dead. All it's saying is it's not making fun of a dead person in any way. So the joke was, Steve-O, I'm so sorry about what happened to your friend Ryan Dunn. I'm sure when that happened, you were like, wow, that could have been me. And we were all thinking, why wasn't it? That's all that joke was. So good. And everyone, because Steve-O made a dumb little face where he looked sad, everyone goes, that's wrong. Because people are stupid and the joke wasn't about Ryan Dunn in any way. It said, I'm so sorry what happened to Ryan Dunn. I'm sure you were thinking that could have been me, which those two things are not bad to say. And the only, the joke is, we wish you were dead, Steve-O, not Ryan. But everyone got mad. 
And it's so stupid. But that's the thing. It's like you can't argue that these jokes aren't mean because people are too dumb to understand that the the word the the context they don't look at the context they just hear a buzzword and they go oh and so whatever argument I have for it being like it doesn't come from a bad place the joke is not about a vict uh, is not about a dead person it's it's referencing a dead person this joke that that I'm gonna do okay. the joke that I'm gonna do right. is referencing that someone has died but what is wrong with that we're all gonna die things happen. Addressing that someone has died is not, uh, shouldn't be a crime where I have to question whether or not, if I was making fun of a dead person and dancing on the grave of a dead person, that's different than me just referencing that someone had died. But people are so stupid. People are so violently stupid in this country that they just hear a buzzword and I could lose everything for one joke. And it's like, why am I even going to risk it? Why would I risk losing everything? If it could happen. Because you're a comic and you you stand by your brand, which is you are like on the fringe of being one of the darkest and edgiest comics out there. You're, bla- you're insanely honest. You'll talk about anything. Nothing's off limits. So people are kind of expecting that from you anyway. And I think you're struggling with it because you wrote this joke, right? Yeah. And you, you're proud of it. It's like if I... No, I actually don't think I wrote this joke, but I think it was given to me, or I repurposed it in a way. Okay. But regardless, I chose it, and I love it, and it's in my voice, and it's something I would have written, um, or one of those jokes that I, I wish I would have written. And yeah, but the other part of it is like, I don't want to be known as like a shock comic. That's not when people are like, we've got Nikki Glazer from the Comedy Central Roast. Will you roast us? I'm like, I don't really think in roast jokes. My set isn't like roasty. I'm not Don Rickles right. in my stand-up. Right. You're just right. You're more just trying to come up with logical. I'm just trying to kill. Yeah. I'm just trying to fucking murder up there and have the best set. That's what this joke is about. <laughs> I know it is about killing I think you guys can all guess who I'm talking about. Where is the line? I mean, to quote Jenny Slate's Twitter in, like, 2016, I remember this tweet. She just wrote, roasts are psycho. And if you think about it, they are. They're psycho. Like, it's just... They're psycho. (laughs) They're just a bunch of people. That's why I'm, like, I'm getting calls about that's too much, and I'm like... But this isn't that the reason we're doing roast? It's like we're, we get to say the most offensive depraved. things, and it's a yeah. safe space for that. Yes. You're all depraved. You're being mean to each other. It's all in fun, and you're talking about tragedies. You're talking about real shit. You're talking about you know Alec Baldwin's been arrested for being violent. He's he's done many things. He's embarrassed about, including that voicemail to his daughter years ago. As, as, are those things off limits? It's not no, like- those are those are getting said. Oh my god, I can't wait to tell you one of my jokes. It is so. There's a couple things in my set that are so mean, but so personal. Like I'm admitting to some things in my set. Like I'm admitting um, having an eating disorder. I'm admi- admitting having suicidal thoughts. I'm like I'm kind of like I'm say- I'm saying so- my set is very personal. There's literally not a single joke that I don't really like stand by. And a lot of times. In the past, I will have done jokes that's like, oh, it's just funny, but I don't really, the sentiment, like, I'm not going to say Sean Hayes isn't funny, because right. I think he's funny, you know, but there are tons of jokes that were like, you're not funny, or I'm not going to say Dr. Ken is funny, because I don't think, I'm just kidding, that was a roast, <laughs> roast mode, I think he's funny. <laughs> roast mode. I'm in roast mode, man, I'm in so roast mode. Last night, I went off on a, a girl was like heckling me, and... I just was like, honey, you're going to have to shut up and probably quit drinking at some point. And I hope tonight is your bottom because this is humiliating. Your friends are humiliated. You're too drunk. I hope you wake up tomorrow and realize like this is it's too much. Drinking is not bringing me joy anymore. It's embarrassing me. I'm doing things that I get embarrassed by. One of my favorite comics just berated me in front of a room and told me I have a drinking problem. And I hope this is your bottom. It's probably not. It's probably not, but you definitely need help. And if her friends are here tonight, you guys need to maybe form an intervention of some sort because it seems to be a problem and she's going to lose everything. It was really just a frank talk that got laughs. I just didn't go to a meeting yesterday and I needed to get something out. That's great. So it was just like, it was, it really felt, um, but I was, I just kept going. It wasn't even roast mode. I was just, that's my new way to handle hecklers because hecklers are generally Mm -hmm. drink drunk. Yeah. And I just like to 
if I can push someone into a bottom to make them quit, why not? If that's if like Just lightly tap them into a ravine of a bottom. Yeah, because sometimes you need to be publicly humiliated. To that's a lot of bottoms for people. It's like, what did I say last night? What did I do? If I can nudge it even slightly in that way, you do thrive at shaming others. Case in point, Andrew Collin. Yeah, I do get off on that, though. I mean, I would say it's a talent of yours. And you love us, too. Well, it's because I hate myself so much. (laughs) And everyone knows that. If you listen to the show, you know that you know that I know when I make fun of Andrew or make fun of and, and when I'm talking to this woman, it's I'm just talking to myself. You know, like it's it's all deeply from my own insecurities, and, and you care. It's actually a kind service. It's said lovingly. You're not calling her names. I mean, there could be way meaner ways of of doing that. You could have kicked her out. You could have insulted her outfit or her. I couldn't see it. To be fair, I would have probably gone in on that. There were two. As soon as I walked on stage last night, there were two girls that were really cute on the side, and I just saw them whisper like about my outfit or something. I just saw them whisper, and I assumed. It was, and I, and I couldn't, I was, I had just smoked weed. So I was just like out of my mind, kind of like not out of my mind, like crazy, but I was just a little bit more hyper aware. And I go, I paranoid. Yeah. Paranoid. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I wasn't even thinking. So I I saw them whisper and I see that happen all the time when I go on stage and I just ignore it because I'm like, I just want to get to my jokes. But I, last night I was like, I don't give a fuck about these jokes anymore. I've, they're fine. I've run them into the ground. And this, it was in the belly room at the comedy store where it's like very intimate and like a different kind of setting. And so I just go, what did you just say to her? What did you, I go, I know you just whispered something. Is it about my outfit? Did, do I look like, and I go, the only reason I do stand up is so cool girls like you like want to be my friend because I don't, you're cool. And I go, so whatever you just said, like, it, and they, and they go, we said we liked you. They made up something because they definitely were judging my outfit because it was terrible. And I looked, I looked Wait, how bad. How do you ever believe someone? Or do you just default into not? No, I believe. what You can tell when someone's lying. You can just tell. Even a stranger who's nonverbal cues you don't know? Um, When they get kind of like, uh, when they're like struggling to like form, like she could have just answered and been like, we said you were cute. Right. Or we said you were, were excited to see you, but instead they were like, uh, and, and they had whispered. I mean, it was, it was very clear to me, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I guess I could be wrong, but it, by the end I go, do you like me? Do you want to be my friend? And they were like, yes. And I was like, mission accomplished. <laughs> what were you wearing? Oh out. my God. It was so bad, dude. It was an outfit my stylist gave me because they had like just free clothes laying around. And sometimes they give me things that like do not suit my body. It was like this striped shirt you can probably go on my instagram story and see it if, if you're listening to this podcast as soon as it drops um it was like a striped uh black shirt and it just i had tucked it in in a way that it just made me look boxy and weird and and then i haven't pooped for like 18 years and so my like i was wearing high-waisted jeans and i just looked like bloated and like ugh, i was just having body dysmorphia bad last night and um and I just have like all these zits that won't fucking go away, and it's just you weren't in a good place. You were not in a good place. You were like these girls see all these th- things about me, but they, they could have easily been like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited! I hope she does this joke." Yeah, yeah. And I will say, when I'm on stage, I never worry about what I look like ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever. It was it, that wasn't where it came from. I just wanted to truly know what they were saying because I was like, I just wanted to know that them to know I can see you yes. I can see you whispering as I go on stage and pointing at me you're right I'm right here I fucking hate that I, I get the same thing sometimes I'm just like I I'm aware of you like yes. FYI I, I see you and I will call you out do you ever feel like you're performing tonight um in LA and you have a show and you're gonna look hot for it do you worry about what you look like on stage I feel the same way you do I I have all these not that you get nervous before a show but I experience a lot of emotions mostly procrastination Paralysis, perfectionism, and then pussy. Pussy. <laughs> you experience pussy. And I, I just get nervous about my set. And then once I step on stage, I feel incredible. I'm like all of my worries go away, and I feel great, and I feel powerful. And I'll usually overshare and get out a bunch of passive aggressive shit too. Like my friend Rob, who I'm staying with uh, last night, was like showing me all these videos of female singer-songwriters that he had seen recently at the Troubadour, and he was like, look at this band. She hired, I mean, she had an incredible band. These guys are pros. And I was like, uh-huh. 
And he goes, you're really playing solo tomorrow night? I'm like, yeah, I'm playing solo. I'm doing a solo acoustic tour. And he was like, wow, so like not even a bass player, no drummer? I'm like, nope, solo. And then I was just like, it got in my head. And then I'm already conniving tonight to say something on stage about this, but I'm glad I'm getting it out now with you on the pod because that's not a good story to tell on stage to just shame my No, it wasn't even a good story to tell just now. (laughs) It was like I was kind of zoning out during it. I'm just kidding. Roast mode. Um, no, don't do that on stage. No, don't don't put it in their head yeah. that there's any reason because anyone going to see you doesn't know what is cap- what you're capable of, like what a band would make you sound like. And by the way, I whenever you have a band, I'm always like, I wish they weren't there. Me too. Okay, so literally every time I play with the band, I'm like, I wish you guys were not. Agreed, dude. Every time I watch you with a drummer, and they're great musicians, yeah. but they're too loud, they're distracting, and I just want to hear your simple guitar mm-hmm. and your acoustic guitar. I like oh, you acoustic you. better than electric. Thank you. And your voice. That's all I need. Thanks, babe. Yeah. So, tonight's gonna be amazing. So why can't? Why is it that I can't? talk about like you talking about your insecurities on stage that works for you is it because you're a comic and I'm a musician and nobody wants to see a musician being insecure and acting well there's nothing funny about what you just said (laughs) okay that's why if you have jokes associated with it of like you know like if you were just to say I would my friend was showing me a band last night and there was a full band and you're only doing acoustic if you had a fun a punchline what what if the punchline is like yeah I'm fucking okay you're right yeah, there's just yeah. nothing there. Don't do it. Unless we can work on it and come up with a punchline. There's yeah. just no reason because then it's going to put in people's head, oh, yeah. she's not as confident or whatever. But when I am up there and I say that, well, last night I, I went into that because I didn't care. I truly didn't care if I bombed yeah. because at that point it was a small crowd. Like I didn't care what those people thought at all. I wasn't trying to impress anyone. So it didn't matter if they thought that I was insecure. But generally – um. Do you know when you're where you're going when you start doing something like that when you're walking on stage and the idea pops in your head? I'm gonna call these girls out that are obviously whispering about me. Do you know where you're going? No, 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 no. It's gonna end up. You just know. Oh well, you kind of do because you've had that joke. You you have that thing where you're like, I just want cool girls to like me. That's a punchline. Yeah, yeah. That's like the there's always like a save of like just the truth of like the brutally honest truth, which is like. I want everyone in here to want to fuck me. I want every girl in here to want to be me. And if you don't, which I I, you're entitled I, to not, I feel sad. Then I know what mine would be if I did do this, and I won't do it tonight because it's mean. But my thing lately is, like, don't tell an artist, hey, you're my guilty pleasure. That's a DM I get all the time from people. It's like, just an FYI, we don't like that. Also, don't text me if you're an old friend of mine and you are saying hi and you're coming to see my show. Do not text me. It's great to see you still doing the music thing. Oh, my God. It's so... Dim- and uh, what's the word? Demeaning? Dismissive? Yes. Dickish? <laughs> but it's like... Pussy? D- don't tell me the night before I play, and you know I'm playing a solo tour. Oh, really? No band? Like, just keep it to yourself. Oh, my God. I can't stand that. S- s- I mean... I might do this. I might do this on the stage tonight. It feels good. It does feel good, but there's still no punchline. <laughs> Just got to be honest with you. Still okay, no punchline. Okay. I mean, it's interesting for the podcast because this yeah. is like real shit. It's like, think before you make comments to people that have a big thing coming up. Like, oh, you're going to wear that? Everyone knows yeah. that feeling of, that's what you're going to wear? Well, it's too late to fucking think of something now, Jeff. Why would you say, you know, like, that's, don't ever, yeah. it, just let people do what they're going to do unless there's enough time to change it. That's a punchline. <laughs> no, it's not. Still, still not. no punchlines. <laughs> I'm not I can't even come up with one bitch um but it's like I yeah the other night I was doing roast jokes for my parents just like practicing saying them and my dad goes geez it's a lot of jokes about Caitlyn Jenner is it the roast of Caitlyn Jenner and I go that not helpful I go dad I'm I'm saying all the jokes of course I'm not gonna spend this much do you think I've never done this before why would you think that I would ever take your advice either in any way I mean, I get so mean. I'm so mean. My dad will write me after I put a record out, a long email about each song and what's great about it. And then he'll say, this song, the violin's too loud. This one, I'd mix the drums down. I'm just like, why Why are you sending? None of this helps. And A, you're not my demo. B, you're not a professional mixer. And C, it's too late. And D, you're not even my real dad. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jeff. Jeff. Uh, we got to get to the first episode of the week. Oh, my God. Look at my spray tan. I have to sh- I have to slough this off before tonight. It's amphibious. I know. It's what? Amphibious? I don't know. It's reptilian. Yeah, it's reptilian. It looks like I have scales. The other day, it it's like um, Avatar, Avalon. What was that movie? Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like I have just, I mean, spray tans are fucking hell, dude. I'm getting another one tonight. I got to get this off. I don't know how to get it off, though. I'll just like, they'll usually. Get, maybe they'll get it off for you. No, that you have to pay an extra $200 to get a scrub beforehand. I'm going to get a massage. So maybe a, the massage oil will take it off. I got to take a shower and scrub the shit up. Did, myself. Oh, remember how we talked the other day about what you're you were saying what are people shower what are they doing in the shower i spend i realized the other day why my showers are so long i loofah the shit out of my entire body every shower oh are you with soap and a and a scrubber yeah do you dry scrub people do this dry scrubbing thing no no i just have a really great like organic fiber hand the glove thing and it's like a loofah it's a glove mm-hmm. and I just scrub my whole body that way and that's why I shave every day you were talking about spending all this money on waxing every day I lather it up and then all the hairs come out of your bikini line mm-hmm. if you scrub a lot and it's so easy to shave yeah I'm gonna scrub the shit out of myself with a towel I don't have a loofah on hand so I'll just use a hand towel in there and just give myself a real good once over but I, yeah I mean I guess that is what people do is like scrub themselves in the shower but Every time, every single time. Yeah, and then shaving, legs, pits, and bikini. Why, if you're not hooking up, do you care? It feels good to be like super clean. Okay. And okay. Bald. So you just like your own vagina balds for your own sake. And and my legs, I like them to feel smooth, and I like my pits to be completely clean. It doesn't take that long. It feels so nice. Yeah. I need to go get buy a razor because I only I have ones that I stole from oh. the spa yesterday. Uh, an old boyfriend uh, gave me his once, and I've never switched. I love it. It's the Gillette, whatever that Mach 3 thing is. It's right. so good. You never have to spend money on waxing. It's so great. I saw your nipple hair. It's barely there, so your pubes can't be that thick. Yeah, they're pretty bad right now, but I'm going to get them tidied up just so I feel sleek on the roast. Because, yeah, I'm wearing, like, a white dress. They might be popping out. I'm so excited about your dress. I saw all the options. It's going to look so good. Thanks, girl. Thanks. Oh, I just got an alert that my Nuva ring is ready to be picked up. I, I just, I have not taken this thing out. It's, I left it in for way longer because I just don't want my face to explode in hormonal zits. Right now, these are just like, I don't know what the zits are that are on my face. I just, I can't do it anymore. I don't know what to do about, the Nuva ring is not helping my acne. It was supposed to help. Ah! Okay, let's get to the first show. Monday's show was so fun. Oh, no, it was Tuesday's show. I'm sorry, because we were off for Labor Day. Um, It was Bill Hader, Ian Fidance, and one other, Karen Feehan in studio, and we were talking about saying no to things. Say yes to this. I'm getting ready to do the roast of Alec Baldwin. You've uh, done um, a roast before. Was it the Justin Bieber roast you did? I did the James Franco. James roast. Franco. That's yeah. right. And you played the president of president Hollywood. of Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. How did that come to be? How did you? Uh, we all that? got asked. I, the roasts. I'm always like, Ugh, I know. I don't want to <laughs> do that. And then James Franco, I think, just asked everybody to do it. And then I, I was like, okay, but I want to do it as a character, and I don't want to uh, go after people I don't know right. well. Like, And so like, I didn't do jokes on like Natasha or, um, or um, Sarah Silverman or, or Nick Kroll at the time because I didn't really know them mm-hmm. that well. So um, I didn't want them to be like too mean. but uh, And I don't really write. So that, that was partially me, but a lot of that was written by Mulaney and uh, John Solomon and Rob Klein. He's um, two of the writers at SNL. And um, did you yeah. get to try it out anywhere? Did you? No, I just went up and did it. God, like it the so first good. time you see it, that's the first time I did it. Wow. And then, uh, wow. and, uh, um, and uh, yeah, it was funny. And then the weird thing was at the commercial break, James Franco looked at us. He goes, "So this is like you guys just all busting on each other?" <laughs> and I was like, Stop "Do you not it. know what a roast is?" <laughs> Stop. And we were, and and Jonah Hill was like, "You are so weird." <laughs> he was like, "So you guys just bust on each other?" I'm like, "Do you just say yes to things and yeah. not know what they are?" Yeah. Do you um do you do you say yes to things still that you regret 
doing like are you better about saying no to things yeah, yeah. i mean the fact that you're here yeah. tells me otherwise no but... no no i like this show. no i like doing this <laughs> no show. i appreciate yeah. you being here but like I, I just you don't have to be here so i i, I yes i'm glad that you want to be here but do you find yourself there had to be some point where you're coming up and you say yes to everything and then you go this is too exhausting yeah Did you have that? yeah and you also i just think when you have other responsibilities and it's like getting in the way you just have to prioritize and go like well you know i have three kids yeah i'm like i'm running a show i have all these things going on i can't run off like i wouldn't do a roast now no i've been so you won't do like ian's bar show or anything (laughs) well i gotta say a couple years ago i have to no no thank you you said no no to a thing with nike and uh i came in like a little scab and they had me do it and totally hosed me on everything so thank you you got something bill hater how were you the The next choice choice. because somebody that i went to college with worked for nike and they were like well i know a comedian and then somehow they were really desperate (laughs) uh, we're always up for the same thing yeah 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, skeleton twins yeah Yeah. i was gonna be the president of hollywood but i said bill needs a break yeah we need to get bill yeah bill what do you do for fun or like to relax? What's that? I know, right? Um, I'm really curious because um, it's I'm hard. Honestly, when I I'm like a real, I mean it. It's funny. I'm going actually. I'm going to London this weekend to do a little bit of press, but mostly it's like just to like hang, you know, have like a little like I'm halfway there. I'm gonna go hang out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never do that for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, nice. I have friends there. That'll be fun. And, um, but mostly, um, I'm like a homebody cause I'm never there. Yeah. So I'm like, just reading on my couch, I'll almost start crying cause yeah. I'm just like, it's quiet and I'm reading on my couch or like, you know, I'm, I watched, uh, I showed my daughter's three amigos the other night mm-hmm. for the first time and they're, they're laughing at, um, uh, might a little buttercup and I just like start crying because so- <laughs> yeah. you're just That's like great. I'm so glad I have this time yeah. you know and you're just like this is so great and we're back in the hotel room in Los Angeles with my best friend Anya Marina why don't we just never find men and live together eventually uh... I'll have a separate wing you can have a separate wing we can just live in the same, I'll get a big ass house. You can live in the guest house. You can have your own house. I'll have a bunch of birds. You won't be annoyed by my pot smoke. It won't even be in your area. We'll have a yard that separates us, and we'll just hang out every day. That nothing sounds wrong with this. I just want you to know that. Okay, so like that's kind of the, my plan. I want a big house and air conditioning. Okay, so if you can, can I smoke pot in my part of the house? Yes. <laughs> That's all I just want to want clearance on. But then you can design it and make it everything oh. you want it to be. I'll be in another house. Oh, my God. Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Did you see the HBO documentary? No. Mother and daughter. They look like sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the same property houses with like a garden in between them. They hung out every day. That's all I want. That'd be great. That's all I want, too. I just want to. I don't want. I'm not going to find a man that is going to love me in this lifetime. I just, I'm, I'm 100% sure of it at this point. I'm, a, I'm up at 200. I really just don't think I'm it's possible. A, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a up in it to 100. I was 98% sure before. I'm 100% sure. I just want birds. I'm that bitch. <laughs> I just don't. I'm 100% that bitch even when I'm crying alone in my bed eating protein bars. <laughs> Yeah, I've got boy problems. That's the human in me. Bling, bling. Then I don't solve them. I really just lean into them. That's the goddess in me. You could have had a bad bitch. That song, I mean, is so... Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Every guy, I want to say, you could have had a bad bitch, noncommittal, helped you with your career just a little, but you you don't care. But your dick gets soft at the idea of that. I know that's the problem. Oh my god! I think we talked about that with um, with the the you up guest who was so sweet. Dave Ross, voice, yeah, Dave Ross. Didn't we talk a little bit about that? 
about guys not wanting to be with women who about male and female energies about losing your your heart on he was so open yeah i love that yeah well he just said that the best sex he ever had was after he lost his heart on and then he got it back and and because the girl understood and wasn't like making a big deal out of it and have have you been offended when guys lose their their dick hearts (laughs) (laughs) nikki i don't don't think i'm ready to do comedy in any capacity dick hearts is so good it's much rather than boner um no, I've never been offended when they lose their boner. I don't take it personally because I can't imagine the pressure of being a guy. What I have been offended by is when somebody is behaving as if everything is fine and we're going to start having sex now, and yet his penis isn't hard at all and he won't acknowledge it. So just acknowledge that there's a there's an issue mm-hmm. and your penis is much like a sock at this point in the evening. Yes. And you're trying to put this sock inside me just and you're acting like it's not this there isn't a problem let's just acknowledge that something's going on here yeah that's all i want i don't gaslight me when we're all naked please don't yeah gaslighting is the mot de jour Mm. um just it's when guys it's when people convince you that the sky is purple they're like the sky is purple and you're like it's it's blue babe and there's, or they're like they say it's yellow or something, and they just go, "Well, you're crazy because yeah. you if you think it's blue, that's nuts because it's totally yellow, and you're seeing things wrong." And sorry, right? Yeah, nothing worse than that. Annoying. I don't mind. Uh, it does. It's really not about the sex. It's about let's just be honest and have an honest exchange. Yes. It's as if I had a tattoo of like a an eagle across my entire torso, and the first time I took my clothes off, I didn't mention it to you. And I didn't acknowledge that I have this humongous tattoo. Yeah. Like, just come on. I always wonder, because I haven't been with a guy with like a micro penis, but I wonder if m- most men with micro penises go, I know. Like acknowledge it. I would. If I had a micro penis, I'd be like, okay, quick FYI. Is my vagina gross enough, though, that I need to say something about it? Well, it is weird that we're doing this podcast with you in the nude, but so far I've not felt weirded out by it. Okay, so I don't. I did well. I haven't acknowledged that it, it, there's something wrong with it, so I want to acknowledge that it's not great. It would have been cool if you had taken the dildo out of it before the pod. <laughs> it's just more comfortable this way. But I mean, like, at what point? I don't know what my vagina is compared to others. I truly don't, and I feel like. Um, I should get maybe I should give some heads up like I my labia aren't perfectly no. like flush with the rest of my puss. No, I've seen your puss. It's totally great. Okay. Well, I don't I don't you haven't seen it lately. It's it's changed. No, it, it really hasn't. It hasn't been touched in so long. There's just um cobwebs over it now and it's may have uh, just fused shut at this point. I think it's gotten tighter because of no use. <laughs> That's true. I don't even stick a finger up there. Like, just put in my Nuva ring that isn't serving any purpose to me. Oh, oh my God. I am sitting next to Blake Griffin tomorrow night at the roast. I'm so excited. Planting that seed. I think he has a girlfriend, but, like, I just, I want to bang a hot guy so bad. You will. I want to bang a hot guy who's unavailable so bad. That's what I want. That's your goal. Because there's a hot guy that wants to bang me right now, and, and he is available, and I'm just not interested because I don't want someone who actually wants something with me. I realize that. You're going to meet Blake. You're going to become friends, and you're going to plant that seed and see what happens. Plant that seed. Let's get to Dave Ross and Anya Marina telling men what uh, we want during sex. That's what we're talking about on this one. Oh, yeah, men who don't eat pussy. And soft dicks. So we're just yeah, we're more of the same. Here we go, Tuesday show. All right, this uh, message comes to us from Doug Stevens on Instagram. Uh, thank you for the DM. He said, great show today. I really enjoyed all of the guests, especially Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew dropped in this day. Um, and he is correct to assume that men know nothing and that they are not mind readers. If you want the sex to be good, tell them what you need. Hmm. I forgot that Drew even said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, men my problem nothing, and they with need telling to be men told. that they and I've been doing this. I've been doing this on stage, and I didn't realize that this was a universal feeling for women until I got the laugh 
Sometimes you see something on stage and you go, is this just a me thing? And then the laugh and you go, oh, oh didn't yeah, know everyone yeah. felt that way. That's yeah. what's so great about stand-up. Um, a lot of times guys are down there, let's just say like eating pussy, for mm-hmm. instance. Guys are down there and you go. <laughs> and what is that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a delicacy. Um, it's something oh, yeah, that yeah. one in five guys does for yeah. some reason and feels entitled. Is that the- one in eight, one in 10, one in 12. One what? In, one in 50. No, <laughs> the numbers aren't that the low. The disparity between dicks getting sucked and pussies getting eaten, it is not even it is not even and it should be even and i'm not including homosexuals in this it is just straight couples more dicks are getting sucked than pussies are getting eaten and it is not fair and it should be equivalent yeah agreed yeah um i knew that it wasn't equivalent but one in five is really that's a super low ratio yeah it's like a weird optional thing for men like yeah he doesn't eat pussy but it's like not optional for us yeah my boyfriend doesn't eat pussy it's just a thing and you just go yeah i guess he just doesn't like the taste yeah he doesn't like like mushing his face (laughs) into my vagina and but i just really love getting yeah i'm sorry yeah I don't care if you don't like the taste. I mean, I've been through this before. It's not supposed to taste good. So what good. are you talking about you don't like the taste? What does it taste like? What are you talking about? Guys are just like, <laughs> I just don't do that. And it's like, mm, I don't care. I don't care whatever reason you give me why you don't do it. Um, I'm, it You have to do it because we don't want to suck your dicks. Yeah, I'm, I've never had a dick in my mouth, but I'm sure it doesn't taste great. It probably tastes the same or yes. worse. Yes, agree, right? Dave. It's skin in your mouth, right? But here's the thing know. is when you try to tell a guy what to do, sometimes they'll go like, I got it. Like they get a little bit frustrated with you where the, the, you try to give them a pointer and they're like, just give me a sec because yeah. I, I am also very impatient. So when something's not working, I want to remedy it right away. I don't give the guy time to like, do what he was planning on doing. Yeah. But I also can see what this, where this is going, and I just want to cut it off before you get too involved. Reaching for the jacket. Yeah. I'm <laughs> already wearing the jacket. For the jacket. I just, You're like wearing snow pants. So I will say, <laughs> in past relationships, I've been met with when I try to critique a guy, dur- or not critique, but give a pointer, hey, will you just hold on? I got this. And it's mm. like, no, you don't. Why don't? Why am I not entitled to tell you that this isn't working without Man, you feeling hurt? There's so much awful insecurity around sex. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Sex ed classes should include or mostly be about all of the insecurity during sex. Yeah, how many problems would be solved if just in high school there was a teacher that was like, "Look, so much of the time you're gonna lose your boner, and it's not your fault, and it's not her fault, or his fault, or whoever. You're gonna lose your erection. You're not gonna know how to go down on her. She's not gonna know how to go down on you. You're gonna be bad at sex. Just keep having sex, and it'll get better. Yeah. Think how much. Yes. I've had the styles. best sex I've ever had, and I'm not kidding. Has been after I lost an erection. Said I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what happened. And she was like, okay. And then we laid in bed for a few minutes, both calmed down, and then had the greatest sex of all time. That's awesome. Yeah. We're all nervous, and we're all like, ah. That dude who was like, I got this. That's like thousands of years of of American history or (laughs) world history being like, yeah, you're a little bitch if you don't know how to fucking do this, man. That's just like millions of men in his head screaming at him that he's a little coward. And I don't want to make him mad or make him feel insecure because I know that that will affect his performance, and so I just keep, then I fake an orgasm. I can't imagine saying, I got this. Like, Me neither. I, that's you have to have so much hubris to say I got this. I'd be like, "Thank you for the pointer." Gonna try. How about this? Is this good? No, Can but you there hear me really, now? there really is so much. Like, I feel like I, I don't know. I've always been a softy, especially when I was younger. I felt like <laughs> like your dick. Yeah, I've always had a soft dick. I've <laughs> never my dick flaccid-y. has never been hard. I like to say this on the radio, especially when I'm single. Yeah, when I'm like out there trying to hook up with girls, I like everyone who listens to the radio to know I have uh, I have a very soft dick. Uh, I'm a Rachelholic, but a yeah. super softy when yeah. it comes to my yeah. dick. Yeah, I have a really bad temper and a very soft dick. I'm Dave Ross. <laughs> look, me up, look me up on the internet. Follow me on Instagram. I'm a huge piece of shit. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm useless in bed, and I will yell at you. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> and when you come home for the Thanksgiving, my family will yell at you, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I only come if my dad is screaming. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> 
That was Wednesday's show. Um, still here in Los Angeles with Anya Marina sitting on a little couch in a hotel room. God, I want to take a fucking nap, but I'm going to get a massage. And I know that's like so like, why are you complaining? I'm mad I booked a massage kind of because, oh, but I will say that I have a massage with, um, what is Pete Lee texting you about? Getting on the guest list. I can't, I can't do it. I don't. Oh, tonight. Here's the other thing that people should know about musicians. Clubs are shitty to musicians and they don't pay you unless you have a minimum amount of people paid in small clubs, unless you're playing a theater or something massive. So when you ask for a guest list, it might come out of the musician's pay. Just an FYI. I would love to put Pete on the guest list, though. I'm just saying that on the podcast before I tell him no over time. Why don't you put him on the guest list and I'll pay? Okay. How about that? I don't care. I mean, he'll need two people. So just make him pay. Make everyone pay. Everyone make me pay. Money. Everyone has money. Everyone Let's. Has money. Not everyone has money. But Pete Lee has, Pete money. Lee has enough money to, to make that happen. I have a male masseuse today, and I'm so fucking excited about yes! it. Yes! I wish mine had been male. She was lovely, but... Yeah, my uh, my f- assistant who booked it was like, do you mind if it's a man? And I go, preferred. Dude, so preferred. So many I know I'm know. sounding pervy right now. It's not. It's also about the strength. It's yeah. about the energy. It's about, like, you know, I don't know. It's just, I need it. I need to be touched by a man. I need to be touched by... I'm going to get touched by a man for 80 minutes. Yes. And you get to pay for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing that is expected from me. Right. So you're gonna enjoy it. The ocean sounds. I like to just check out and fantasize. I often, after massages, feel really, really sad because it feels almost like the way I feel after sex, where the guy or the food. But generally, like because it's such an intimate thing, and a part of it, I'll, I'll fall asleep and keep waking up, and so there's a little bit of like someone's touching me, and I'm waking up, so I feel a little violated at times, oh. just because I'll forget that I'm being massaged, and then. At the end of it, I sometimes feel like they just leave and then they are like, here's some water, get out of here. And then it's just like, it's harsh light outside and I just feel like oily and kind of, I don't think I've ever left a massage that wasn't a foot massage feeling good. And I don't know why I keep going back then. I don't either. I I always wish it was twice as long as it was. Like, I, I think I'd be perfectly happy with a two and a half hour long massage, full bond. I feel really indulgent getting a massage and I'm almost stressed out about it because I have to tape a Netflix special on Thursday, 15 minutes, and I don't know what I'm doing for it. And they're asking me to send material. 15 minutes? You're going to be on Wednesday and it's today is, you have a week. You have less than a week. You're going to be fine. I'm going to tell you exactly what you told me yesterday when I was stressing out about my 45 minute set. It's going to go by so fast. You won't even feel like you have enough time. It'll be over. You're going to kill it. You're a professional. Don't even worry about it. Worry. Think. Don't even worry about anything. Only focus on what's happening today and the next right thing for the next 24 hours. That's it. The roast. Okay. That sounds good. I do want to say that I'm so depressed because. <laughs> you keep bringing me down, man. I just like, I did a photo shoot for that billboard the other day and like. I did everything I could to look as skinny as possible that day because I was naked, right? Yeah. And I felt so skinny that day, and I was sucking in as much as I could, and I just looked at the pictures, and it is not good. And I just will never look the way I want to look, and I have to accept it. No? Elaborate what not good means. My stomach looks – if I saw a billboard and I saw a girl with her stomach like mine on these billboards – I would say, why didn't they Photoshop that to make her look skinnier? Really? Wait, what are you talking about? I saw that. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a, it's just my stomach just looks huge. It, it, it's not good. And I'm just like so depressed by it. And last night I took a picture with Pete and I was like, I couldn't get over how, like, my problem is I don't think I'm fat. I just, I think I'm skinny and then I see a picture and I'm like, I'm not. So that's the problem. It's not body dysmorphia the other way of like, I'm looking around thinking I'm fat. I see a picture and I go, God, why do you think you're hot? Why do you think you're hot constantly? And then you see a picture and you're sent back to earth. It's the opposite of what usually people think body dysmorphia is. No, 
That is exactly body. That's exactly what body dysmorphia is. What you're describing. What? <laughs> of you thinking you look hot all the time, and then you see a picture, and you're like, "You dumb bitch! Why would you ever have confidence?" No, thinking that you look fat in a picture, or that your body is too big, or not the right size. But you can't tell me that everyone's the right size in a picture that no matter if someone there are some people that think they look fat in a picture and they're right right would you admit that no I think that you have body dysmorphia um if you looked as big as me in this picture you would not like it either I think if my head was on your body in that exact photo you would be like you look great and I honestly don't see what you're talking about I would be lying to you if I said that to you I might say it but I would be lying because this picture it's like one of the pictures was fine and this other one they sent. It just like devastated me. I just don't want to have a body anymore. Maybe you shouldn't. I don't know what to do about it though. Smoke so much weed that you just turn into ether? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. It's just like there's so much. I don't know. Men look like shit all the time and it's fine. And like it just... Why do I have to be hot? I'm a comedian. Why? And the thing is, you're listening at home and you're going, no, Nikki, you don't need to be hot. We're tired of listening to you talk about how you want to be hot. And no, maybe you're not thinking that. Maybe I'm projecting. Maybe I'm saying, Nikki, no one wants to hear this shit. But I just, it's never enough. It's never enough. But I felt so good that day. And I was starving. Like, I was miserable that day because I was trying to look as skinny as possible. And it didn't even fucking work. So I just want to give up. I understand. It's hard. It's so hard to have all this pressure on you. The only thing that helps me feel more empowered is getting out of this spiral and focusing on something else because it's a never-ending spiral. And the if you have an eating disorder, it's like having a disease. It's like having a little demon inside and it never shuts up. It's a record that's broken and it's just going to keep going for life. So the only way to distract yourself is to impede that thought process and like do something else, help someone else, call someone else, don't look in the mirror, don't weigh yourself, get on with it because life is short. And, like, it's a, it's truly, you'll never make that voice happy. I know. I just look at other girls' bodies and I'm like, how do they do it? And I see them eat throughout the day and I'm like, the only way I've ever been able to look like that is to not eat. Why do you get to eat? Who? Why do these girls well, get to eat? Babe, it's just, this is, this, you... I don't know what to tell you except like it's hard what you're going through and it's not real it feels really real right now but it's not one time I was looking at a photo of myself and I didn't or I think I was looking in a mirror in a there was some weird thing where I saw a picture of myself and I remember going god why can't I have that girl's body and then I realized that girl was me it was like the back of me Mm -hmm. and then the second I realized it was me I thought oh I look I don't look good in that picture. Yeah. It was so telling. It's true. Sorry to have a mid-podcast breakdown, but it just all these feelings just bubbled up because I'm looking at my disgusting legs and I'm thinking about getting a massage and having someone touch me. Then I'm thinking about doing a spray tan later. I'm thinking about squeezing into this dress tomorrow. I'm thinking about the Spanx I have to wear. I'm thinking about how I can't eat tomorrow because I want to look as skinny as possible because that's going to make me funnier. It's just like... I'm sorry to be a broken record about this to my listeners, but I hope that if you're a girl out there that has the similar thoughts as me, you, this brings you some kind of comfort that we're all fucking crazy. I don't know. Um, and I'll feel better tomorrow. Like, I'll just... I Or I'll feel better... It's so weird how quickly these things can change, but I know the exact feeling of catching my own reflection and being like, that girl's so cute. Oh, it's me. Disgusting. <laughs> like, literally in a reflection and like, a, you know, a fucking bank mirror or whatever people say that we get we negatively affirm ourselves all day long so why not put like one one hundredth of that energy into positive affirmations i think it's so true it's so easy and it's kind of lazy to just be negative and think all these negative thoughts and play into the disease of that thinking and it's harder and more challenging and i almost like to make it fun to be like okay what do i appreciate about myself what's great about myself you know and that might sound corny, but it really does work. And the other okay, thing- let's do it. Okay. Okay. So I like about myself. Um, Your breasts are so great. What? Your breasts are so great. Okay, that's They're really nice. Insane, insane. 
I mean, I have stretch marks all over from taking the pill when I was 21, and I just got like purple stretch marks everywhere, and now they're white faded, but they will never go away. I don't know how, I wouldn't even care to get rid of them now because I don't care. But like that, you have zero, and you have these great, huge watermelon cantaloupe boobs. So that's got to be number one on the vanity list. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Um, I like my ears are small. Mm-hmm. Um, I like those. I like, um, I hate my fingers. Why you old lady hands? Why you old lady hands? I'll never forget the woman doing my nails that said, why you old lady hands? No, no, no. You have great. Your nail beds are amazing. Um, I like my bunions. Okay, great. That's, that's it. That's three. Yeah, you go. I like my eyes. I like my teeth. I like my spirit. Are we only doing physical things? No. I like that I'm hopeful. I like that I have great friendships and I'm loving. I think I'm a great kisser. <laughs> yeah, I am too. <laughs> I think I'm probably. Um, I'm very empathetic, but I've gotten really good at not being a doormat. So it's not empathy to the negative. You know what I like about myself? I'm not scared to tell men yes. when they're wrong. I'm not scared to stand up for myself. I've really like, I fucking nailed that this week of standing up for myself. And I wish that more women could see what I've, I want to talk about the things I've done because I wouldn't have done them a couple years ago as a woman. And I've just recently found the empowerment to like realize that there are things men do that they don't even realize they're doing to belittle us and make us feel less and us be to quiet us and to um, weaken us. And I'm, I'm just very aware of it and I don't put up with it anymore. So leading into Thursday's show with Bonnie McFarlane and Anya Marina, this was a fucking great episode. You should go listen to the full one on the SiriusXM app. Um, we have one more thing to do before this. Sorry. You don't need to go yet. No, you don't. It's one twenty nine, and your meter goes till two, at least. It's three, and I have to be somewhere at three forty-five. Okay, but you also need to be ten minutes away at three forty-five, and your car is right out front. You are an over exaggerator of time it takes to get places and things to get in cars. We'll be right back. This is Thursday's episode. Um, I ran into Ali Wong yesterday, which was really fun to see her because I haven't really yeah, I haven't seen, seen her, her since in she's so long. Blown up. I was talking to her. I was like, "What is? It? You're so famous, girl." And she's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, I am." And I go, "What's it like?" And she's like, "You know, it's great. Like, obviously, it's great. Like, I'm very rich. Like, she didn't say that, but she, you know, she is. But her skin was, was glowing. I mean, she looked like amazing. The way rich people do. Yeah, yeah. They just look so good. She looked amazing, and she just goes, "I just like I'm a very small woman, and like I, it's scary." Because mm. everywhere you go, people think they know you and they think oh, that's they want to. That wanna would be upsetting. And it, you know, I get a taste of it when I go do shows and the crowd is there and they know who I am. They've come to see mm-hmm. me. That's her life everywhere yes, she right, goes. Right. So if that, the way I feel when I go to shows and I have to walk through the crowd to go to the bathroom or that, if that was every place, I wouldn't leave my house. Yeah. And that's what happens to famous people. She's like, I just kind of want to stay well, inside. That is so true. And mm. then, and then. Basically, what you do is you have sort of um, security around you or these people around you and you start to live in a bubble. Mm -hmm. And then you just really and then, you know, I've noticed, obviously, with famous people coming in with the roast or just even when you're at the comedy cellar table and somebody famous like Chris Rock or somebody comes in, everyone just kind of turns and like is respectful (laughs) and nice and. I decided I'm just going to start being a little bit mean to famous people as a gift to them. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Just a little bit. So just push back on them a little bit so they know like, hey, you know, they there's a real that. world. Yeah. Because <laughs> they do. I remember one time when we were out on like Amy Schumer r- rented a boat for a bunch of um, her high school friends and then me and Rachel and Bridget were there. And then she was like, uh, Jennifer Lawrence is coming tomorrow. And everyone was like, oh my God, yes. oh my God. And I was pissed because I'm like, it's everyone's going to be different. No one's going to be that this is going to ruin the whole fucking trip. Turns out Jennifer is like very nice and like made everyone feel calm. But everyone's different. Right. Everyone's on. Everyone's aware. I I don't know why. Like, 
like half the famous people I've met, I don't even have any like I don't care about them at all. Oh, Do you really? know what I mean? I, so I, it's I change not like, too. I, I know, I, and I but that's what I'm saying. But I still will be like, yes, hmm. I know. Like even Louis, who I could give a shit. You know, when he comes to the table, then you're like, oh, oh, oh. like I know it. It your energy changes. You yeah. can't help it. But yeah. I think that's a good. Uh, that's good to do is to just be kind of a, an gonna, asshole. I think I'm gonna rem- start. Yeah, being a bit of an asshole. They're, to they're gonna people. fucking love that's it what because I love about, yeah. they because everyone's nice to them. It's you're gonna stand out, and <laughs> they're so desperate to be loved by everyone. It will they'll they'll like you. Even I'm not more. gonna be mean. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna really try to be like the way what that I would you, be with anyone. What did you do yesterday with Caitlyn when you when she came in? Caitlyn Jenner came into the writer's room and I, I got there later and, and Emmy oh, really? Blotnick was telling me that Bonnie um, and, and Caitlin kind of hit it off because Bonnie well, had a moment. <laughs> well, because in the middle of the thing, there's all the writers and the Comedy Central execs and everybody's in the room um, and uh, she got a call on her phone and she goes, oh, it's my airline mechanic, you know, and uh, then she goes, eh, she felt a little embarrassed, I guess. She goes, I mean, I have the same problem as everyone else here, right? You know, yeah, she was yeah. like, she's funny. And I it. said, uh, I go, I fix my own plane. <laughs> and like, and yeah. she did go, there are many women getting into aviation. Then she started talking to me about aviation. I don't know if she knew it was a joke or she really, and then I just sat there and went, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Angelina Jolie. I uh, can't think of any others. No, she was talking about trans women who are pilots how many she knows and that oh. there's even an organization and someone then uh ray made the joke uh trans airlines uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> transit atlantic flight yes. yeah yeah um that's fun yeah Transatlantic Airlines. But I was so flattered. So I I went on stage and Allie watched my set and I was just talking about like how I want a boyfriend. It's so frustrating. She goes, Nikki, she goes, follows me and she goes, Nikki Glazer can't get her pussy eaten. <laughs> she goes, she's rich and famous. What the fuck? She goes, this is the difference between men. I mean, she did. She basically was doing what I'm saying on stage right now, which is like when men get famous, they get supermodels. Like yes. these disgusting comedians. Well, you could get women. Yes, exactly. Yes. I could get women. Oh. I could get. Re- I could. You could get hot women. I could get hot. Even hot that's, older I could women. get hotter women than the guys that I pursue get. And I part of me wants to just so I can be like, "Fuck you!" Like <laughs> you don't want me. Look how you're gonna be so jealous of my girlfriend because I could get such a hot girl. Well, Tig way hotter said than the guys could. do get mad when she. she Tig. She, yeah, she said when she has hot girlfriend. I mean, she used to like have her wife is super hot. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying like before she would have hot girlfriends and guys would kind of get mad about it yeah yeah i would love that i would love I, I mean i wish i were into women just to rub it in their faces because i know i could i've been hit on by girls that i'm like she's so hot because women value status and right, money right. and all these things because right. biologically we want to be safe we're weaker we need to be protected during times of war and famine and so when someone has money and status it's going to protect you mm-hmm. that's it's because mm-hmm. we're the weaker sex it fucking sucks and we pee Physically. when we laugh and we <laughs> <laughs> oops pee how did we not develop being able to pee standing up as like why do men get that i mean like th- there's no reason we shouldn't well, have we're, that too we're almost there i mean i can really get a good stream going i can get a pretty good i think we too. should when sit. i'm in the shower i think take a break you know what sit on the toilet <laughs> i always said i never My, if we all sat did. if we all sat <laughs> there would be no issue what do you mean oh in public, uh, absolutely, Bonnie. If we all sit. agreed to sit on the Let's goddamn toilet seat, there wouldn't be this. There wouldn't be a need to hover over it because there wouldn't be pee on the seat. Right. And how how feminist is this that every time I go into the bathroom, I, I have to wipe the toilet seat? A woman's work is never done. <laughs> every single time. Who are these women splattering the toilet seat oh with piss God. and yes. then not cleaning it up? I know you're listening right yes. now. It's I know you. you're like, it's you're you. The problem. And you go, no, I've never done that. How dare you act like you've never done that? Who's doing it then? Every I... time I use a restroom, there is pee splatter on the seat yeah. and I have to wipe it down because you're a dirty bitch. And I'm projecting. Listen, I'm projecting. <laughs> yes. But I, I, I sit on the seat every single I time. I sit on the seat. I, I wipe, wipe it. it and I sit it. down yep. because guess what? Our butt cheeks are probably the cleanest part of our fucking body. But also, if you were gonna get diseases, we'd have them. You know what I exactly. mean? It's like it's not obviously. It's not I would a have thing. everything. Yeah. I am so gross. I drop a chip on a hotel floor. I pick it up. I eat it. Yeah. I don't even blow it off. I don't care. Yeah. Bring it on. If I can't, I go see... in. I lick the remote. That's the first <laughs> thing I do. 
when I go into Bonnie, a hotel. I'm with you. <laughs> Just for what reason exactly? Just to keep my Feminism. immune system oh, yeah. running at a, at a good. That's, that makes sense. You grew up on a farm in Canada. You know stuff about bacteria. But Allie goes, I bet she goes, no one in here has ever come on the face of a millionaire. Do you know what that could be like? She goes, because she, she was talking about like rich women like do not get like fucking right sex like they like there were we're all like uh, undersexed because men don't aren't attracted to women who are more powerful than them and she's like if nikki glazer wants to fuck you do she's so busy if she sucks your dick (laughs) she's so busy she do you know how much she is gonna put into that if she (laughs) makes time in her schedule to suck your dick she and she and she goes nikki glazer deserves to have her ass eaten after she has diarrhea (laughs) that is and i was standing in the back of the room just like yes (laughs) thank you ali wong like it was so it was so nice to have ali wong superstar comedian do an entire set about why i deserve to get fucked (laughs) it was awesome Welcome back. Anya's in the bathroom right now. We're going to um, quickly get into uh, a bonus clip. Bonus clip from Thursday's show. It's uh, Bonnie McFarlane, me, Anya Marina. And uh, we're talking about the Alec Baldwin roast a little bit more and how I ran into uh, someone else who was running their set at a club the night before. So check it out. This is more from Thursday's show. Oh, and I tell some jokes. Some um, You get to hear some roast jokes that you didn't hear before. It's kind of fun. Why do they always put you in the first spot? It's a great spot to be. They want, I love it. Well, you don't have to worry about jokes mm-hmm. being taken. Be, yeah. Oh. And then you, but, but the one thing is, is that you don't get the sort of like, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Like, oh, she's giving it back because she got it. You're almost you know? like the real host or the icebreaker. You're like, hey, I'm going to set the tone for the room. Well, listen, I hope Sean, Sean Hayes, Hayes has, has a very really funny mean set. joke for me. I'll, 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 Why? You know make what? sure I'll he make, has a viscer, yes. like a really mean joke yes, for me. I'll That'll give them okay. s- me sympathy. Yeah. Call me ugly. Yes. Yes. Okay. You turned That's her around. One. Good Wait, job, I'm Bonnie. <laughs> um, call me ugly and talentless. And uh, yeah, that would be great. Um, that felt like a. But maybe I'll give him the twofer. Well, last year I just <laughs> two, the old twofer. <laughs> I give him the old twofer. Oh, there. I saw Caroline Ray last night. She um, I went to the improv, and they go, Caroline's looking for you, and I go, Oh, great. And um, they go, She wants to watch your set, and I go, No, she no, she's not allowed. I'm I'm gonna leave. I will I won't do a set then. Um, and I walked into the the improv lab, and I I saw her, and she's uh, she looked lovely. I'm so excited. Uh, to be on it with her she's gonna be so funny but anyway she um she's nervous because she's never done one of these before and I go she goes I'm gonna watch you and I go no you're not allowed to I go I want your genuine reaction on the yes, show right. to my jokes and she's like well you don't do the jokes about me and I go no 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 all the jokes yeah. I want I want your like I go you have to it was weird to tell that's her great. that she has to leave but did she was she like do you're her weird set? she goes fine I'm leaving but that's weird she was like not happy with me <laughs> oh really but well, I she made said her leave. to me on the, when we were going over her set she goes she goes how like do you, like do you feel feminist about doing this and I go I feel feminist about getting paid yeah <laughs> yes yes it's a good question and a great answer but last year after I um got done with my set I felt bad like it felt like a it did I mean I only watched it on TV so well, I thought that's, that it looked that great. speaks to Joel Gallen the produ- like the director of the, the EP of the show because um pe- you can bomb on that show and look great great because he is great at what he does. I mean, I he made me look like I had an A plus performance, which I should have. So mm-hmm. I deserved that yes, edit, right? Because I was running that set the night before and fucking crushing. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a power. Like I couldn't believe how much I was crushing with it. I was like, this will be no yes, problem right, right. tomorrow. Well, you had and great the, jokes last year too. Yeah, was, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, you you've helped me to. For I've had jo- Bonnie McFarlane jokes in my act the past two years. Um, there's mm-hmm. one that was like about. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, I love uh, something about Jeff listening to his podcast. It's how I stay thin. Oh yeah, something like, like, <laughs> oh yeah. When you see him, you throw up. It's how yeah, I stay thin. there I was know. also a great joke. It was like that I never d- used, but um, you go uh, for the Bruce Willis roast. You go, how many people said no to this? Demi, um, like listed all these yeah, like yeah. P- celebrities associated with Bruce Willis. No, no, no. This is like the Aziz Ansari of roasts. <laughs> I said no. Um, I didn't um, say no, but I did give nonverbal cues. I threw up on Jeff Ross, and you can't even tell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember these because oh it was so funny, and it just didn't work. Because, I, but th- throwing I think up on Aziz Jeff Ross probably didn't. 
Because I, I would say it's too far away from Aziz. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. At that it, point? But throwing up on Jeff Ross and you can't tell <laughs> is so funny. That's the show this week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for making it through the middle where I nearly cried. I'm feeling better. And it was just minutes ago that we recorded that. So it was it was beneficial for me to get that out and um, and feel it and go on with my day. Life is hard. Being a human is fucking hard. And I hope that you are feeling good about yourself today. I hope you meditate today. If you don't meditate, why don't you give it a whirl? Why don't you pull up a 10-minute YouTube guided meditation it might help. We meditated earlier. Yeah, right before the pod. And a maintenance person at the hotel was watching us. We were each on our own iPhones with uh, our headphones in meditating. It felt cool. You saw a maintenance guy la- yeah, watching us? Looking at us, and I was thinking, this is the wave of the, the future. Everyone's going to be sitting in their own little pod with their eyes closed meditating. Oh, I meditate in public all the time, and I follow a, a meditation thread on or a subreddit on Reddit. And they encourage people to meditate in public to make public more aware of like, we need to be seen. People need to, we need to see people meditating. So people go, what are they doing? I should do that. That normal girl is meditating. That's normal. I meditate in public all the time. That's why I'm excited about the roast set that you're talking about. Acknowledging the eating disorder stuff and your suicidal ideation. Because I think that is going to crack at this stigma about talking about those things in the zeitgeist i think you'll influence people to be more open and less ashamed and it'll encourage people to not feel this that way because i think shame is the root of people actually killing themselves and engaging in addictive behavior agreed agreed I don't know why getting my nails done is causing me so much stress right now. I have to get my eyebrows and my nails done, and it is all... I think that's what just shoved me into this. Whenever I have to focus on my looks, I just can't handle it. Why do some women enjoy that? I want to be them. They were raised in the South like Heather McMahon? That's a good point. Follow Heather McMahon on Instagram. She's on tour right now, and she's cracking me up on Instagram stories. That was the show today, guys. Watch the roast September 15th. Set your DVRs. Make sure you check out my set. Please uh, defend me if I almost get canceled. I would really appreciate it. And um, and I love you for listening. And squirt, squirt. Yeah. Jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 